0: for the past let's see february what are we now july five months five months the general council of the united church of canada has been meeting um, online so uh, the general council of course is uh, is basically when everybody from all across canada comes together and has one big old united church meeting And of course, usually we do this in person and usually it's every three years, Uh, but this So the general council was supposed to meet in Calgary in 2021 and that became clear that that was not gonna happen. And so it was decided midway through 2021 that we just weren't going to try and take COVID. We didn't know what COVID was gonna do next. So let's just meet online. And so that's been a whole new thing. I mean, you you think about how much learning we all had to do on Zoom when the pandemic first started and and you know the beginnings of meetings, whether it was church or an uh, auxiliary board or some other association or just getting together with family and how much oh your mic isn't on. You know oh you're muted no no try again no it's the other button other button you know and oh your camera's gone um and now you multiply that by a few hundred across with people across canada um that's been a little what it's like but it's also been so 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 rich so this morning i want to tell you a little bit about the work of the general council this year Uh, Because I'm a commissioner, which basically means a delegate. Um, And so if this was in person, I would have trotted off to Calgary for a week in August. Um, But it's been online. And so I've been pondering this question of how to share what's meaningful about this meeting and the work of the church in a message that doesn't just become like a an infomercial right because I could just sort of rattle through all the proposals and you would all be asleep in five minutes um, some of you might be asleep in five minutes anyway uh, who knows <laughs> I was at, I was playing cards in Nokomis a couple of weeks ago and Ross came in late and joined us after I think you were you'd been seating And he started nodding off and he claimed it was because he thought he was in church at the sound of my voice. (laughs) Good to know where you stand. (laughs) Um, But the scripture, so the scripture we've got this morning is the scripture that the General Council has taken as its theme. So if you've ever attended conference, if you've ever attended General Council, you'll know. That a regional gathering takes a passage from scripture, usually like a verse, as its theme around which to build worship services and, and theme. And so the theme of this year's general council is one of the verses from this passage from Matthew. Who do you say that I am? And in the, in the, in the verse, the particular emphasis is, who do you say that I am? Okay, that's what other people say I am. Who do you say that I am? And that's the lens through which I want to explore what the General Counsel is working on. So it's so easy as human beings to make assumptions and projections and build stories, about what those people over there are doing. So whether it's those people in Ottawa or those people in Regina or whether it's those people at a different church or whether it's those people in the the regional office in Saskatoon or the general council office in, in Toronto, whether it's those people who don't want to get vaccinated and buy into conspiracy theories or whether it's those people who have swallowed the government stories and aren't thinking for themselves we are so good at deciding who is our people and who is those people and church people are no exception (laughs) right so how often have we felt those people in toronto you know, those people in the general camp, they just don't understand. Or those people in the city, you know, they don't get it. And what this meeting has shown me is how easy it is to slip into that when we feel uncertain of our place. So the way the this online general council structure um, has worked is that through the spring, March and April into May, we had once a week we had info sessions, so we had this, you know, this huge list of proposals that various regions have brought to the general council, and every week we'd have a clump of them together and we would have the chance to ask questions, of course, this is assuming that we read them beforehand. <laughs> uh, and um we would have a chance to hear from the people who brought the proposal forward and why they wanted to do it and it was so easy to watch myself slip into that those people place you know and like I didn't know who these people were I didn't know if I liked them or not I didn't know if I agreed with their theology you know and so it so I would um not uh, a few times be quietly texting snarky comments to some of my colleagues who were also watching this going (laughs) so when i was just sort of one of a multitude you know when it was just this experience of getting so much information and drinking from a fire hose and not really feeling like i had relationship to the people presenting not feeling like um i knew where this was coming from not fully feeling I had the background entirely, um, it was really easy to retreat to that place of fear and and defensiveness and assumption and projection. And um, I don't like the way he did his hair, so I don't think I agree with his proposal. But then the next round of meetings of general counsel was this past month in June. And that was a couple of weeks ago and when you had the UCW service. And that was amazing. And it was so different. Because we were in these small groups, about 12 people. And people from all across the country, right? So in my... And we met with the same small group for four days. And we discussed these proposals. And we had people in my group, like one was in Victoria, and one was in... Uh, so, oh, she was somewhere in Nova Scotia, and I can't remember where sorry i don't think it was halifax um but you know the span of the entire country represented in this small group and we had people of different ages we had people most of us were clergy of some form or another but we had some lay people um and it was it it was it was so rich it was so meaningful because we were building relationships Right? I was with this same group and I got to know them and I got to hear their voices over a few days and uh, friends, I was just so moved by the thoughtfulness of these people, by the deep care they have for the church and the world, for justice and for God's people. And these were people who um, brought up excellent points about some of the the the, the uh, proposals. You know, people weren't were, were so, uh, and I am so included in this camp. We are so prone to you know talking for the sake of hearing our own voices. Um, you know, I have done I've done that in my life. Surprise, surprise, and. Um, <laughs> And so the you, you know, but then the thoughtfulness with which the I like the my fellow extroverts would say, hey, we haven't heard from so and so for a while for them. And, um, you know, and and it was deeply it, it felt like very good work. And I felt so grateful to be part of it. So this now I could tell you you know about all the proposals but I think I'm going to put that in a report because um, but I can tell you the general themes of the proposals um, that the the general council will be voting on and that's going to be later this month um there's a whole bunch about leadership in the church so things like supporting clergy um clergy education uh hr questions and is the new structure of the united church working right so 2019 we restructured the church presbyteries were gone uh and then COVID hit so have we had a chance to figure out if this is working not sure um working with uh questions of membership what does membership look like um questions of actually partnering with other denominations did you know i'm sure the Purdies do but did you know that there that we have united churches in bermuda yes yeah i knew yes i thought you would yes yes so there are united church congregations in bermuda so it's a standing joke that ministry personnel want those congregations, but that's because there is a Methodist church that, that, of course, part of the United Church's formation was the Methodist Church of Canada, and in 1925, the Methodist Church of Canada had a relationship with the Methodist Church of Bermuda, so they're kind of under our wing, even though they don't, I don't think they call themselves the United Church of Canada, but organizationally, they work with us um there are big justice questions about you know Palestine and Israel and and how and and bigger questions about how do we make decisions about where we stand on particular issues um, questions about um uh, church polity and structure so not always the most glamorous stuff but important stuff for living out the life of the church um there's a huge array of questions that we're looking at, and among them is a question about how to better support the rural churches, because there is a recognition that we need support that many rural churches can't uh, afford or attract um, full time ministers, so how do we make sure that congregations stay uh, connected to people throughout Canada, because we are the United Church of Canada, not of the cities of Canada. And so this question, this, this experience of fearing the other, judging the other, and then versus the richness and the, the calm and the groundedness of feeling connected, being in relationship with people in my small group for discussion. And that takes me back to this central, this, this theme, who do you say that I am? Now, I don't know why this was chosen as the theme for general counsel this year, but what I find in this question is Jesus asking us what kind of relationships, relationship we want to be in as the church as we move forward into the future. Because all the anxieties that we have at the local level, all the anxieties that we have about our congregations, and how long they'll stay open, and whether we can attract new people, and who's going to, you know, do what in the future. All those anxieties are at the denominational level too. Who are we as a church? How do we organize ourselves? Uh, What relationship do we have to the nation of Canada? What is our role in this world that is so different from the world of 1925 when we were formed? So all the questions we are asking are being asked by those people in Toronto. And in this question of who do you say that I am, I think we have an invitation. We have an invitation as followers of Jesus, as a congregation, as a denomination to ask, who do we say Jesus is? And many of us have different answers. But the answer that Peter gives is that you are the Son of the Living God. And this is the same Peter who's going to run away. But in this moment, Peter gets it right. And getting it right is not about getting a gold star or a sticker in our Sunday School attendance book or getting a check mark saying, yes, you believe the right things, you've answered correctly. This is about where we put our energy and how we lead into the future. Because we don't know, as a congregation, as a denomination, as people of God, we don't know what the future holds. But we do know that we have a choice about how we invite or open to Jesus walking with us into that future. Because we The same part of us that is so good at saying those people and getting defensive, that same part of us is so good at saying, I'm not gonna, I have got this. I am gonna control this. I am going to lock down and make sure I know exactly what's happening. But our choice is also to say, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's going to happen. But in that not knowing, I am going to trust And I'm going to practice trusting. And I'm going to say this to myself again and again and again. Who do you say that I am? I say that you are Jesus, my savior. I say that you are Jesus, son of God. I say that you are Jesus, shepherd, friend pastor teacher comforter healer i say that you are jesus the center of my life who cares for me as i am as i have been as i will be i say that you are jesus the light on whom in whom i find myself and the rock in whom i place my trust and that is our invitation friends to trust It's not easy. It's not easy, but Jesus never promised it would be. But what he does promise is life abundant and life eternal, not only life after we have died, not only life beyond the grave, but life here and now full of richness and meaning and relationship and fulfillment. That is the invitation before us this morning, friend, us as congregation, us as people, us as denomination so let's do it together let's lean in let's take one baby step at a time and let's hold one another in that trust and in that